Welcome to the Engage for More podcast. We are so excited that you're joining us today. We exist to encourage you to engage and experience the more that Jesus came to offer you. My name is Pam Pegram, and I am hanging out with my friends. Hi, I'm Gwen Neal. And I'm Kim Ball. We thank you for joining us today. Yes. We're yes. so honored that you do. Yes. Honestly, we're, we're tickled that we get to come alongside you. So thank you for being here. If this is your first time, be sure and click that plus button so that you can subscribe to our podcast and um, hear our future episodes. Right now, we are really digging in to relationship building. Our last uh, episode was 110, and we talked about how to determine your relationship status. Like, where are you in your relationship with Jesus? That's really important to do. So we encourage you to go back. Just stop right now. Go listen to 110 first. That's right. <laughs> and then come back It's here. important to identify where you are before yes. we begin to move forward and build. So, yes. Yeah. So understanding your status. And then now we want to talk about Relationship Building 101, right? Like, how do we do it? How in the world do we build a relationship with Jesus, right? It's hard enough to build a relationship with friends, you know? Um, we're always thinking, I need more girlfriends, right? Like, how do all these people, you know, have a tribe and all that? And if we, we struggle to build relationships with people who that we can go to lunch with and sit down with and hang out with, if we're struggling there, how are we supposed to build a relationship with Jesus? Right. So think of this episode. Remember when you were a freshman in high school or a freshman in college and everyone had to take biology 101 or English freshman English 101 or introduction to um, Spanish. You know, you start with the fundamentals and the Lord tells us to count the cost. If we're going to follow him, consider how much. This is going to cost you. Don't just blindly do it. And then we have to look at the structures that's needed. Okay, so let's say we're, we're starting our freshman English class in high school and we know we're going to need the book. We're going to need school supplies like pencil. We're going to need a thesaurus, maybe some highlighters and notebooks to take notes. Well, the same thing in relationship building one-on-one with Jesus. We're going to have to consider our building elements. What What's the foundation going to be? What are we building on? What kind of structure are we going to build? Are we going to be using steel, which is more um, durable? Are we using wood? Are we going to build with brick? Um, we got a budget for these things. How much time am I willing to invest in this relationship with God? What's going to be my supporting? So now I'm switching over to construction. If I'm erecting a structure, what what's going to be my supporting beams? Where am I going to have these um, beams that reinforce and hold up my relationship and um, wiring? In building a house. You two girls know this um, from very recent experiences. Um, where are they going to put the plumb line? Uh, well, how do we use the plumb line to measure if it's straight or crooked? Where will the plumbing go? The wiring for electricity, all of that. Um, then how, where am I going to erect my walls? What determines my dimensions for the kitchen, the great room? Will it spill over into it? So will my relationship with Christ spill over 
into my job, my family life, my relationships with my girlfriends is, um, is this structure going to be something that's real versus superficial? Mm. Um, and then where are my vulnerable areas? Mm, so good. Prone, wow. The areas that are prone to attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have an adversary. Yeah. And so Satan does not want you to have a relationship with Jesus. He, he is busy trying to stop that and prevent that, um, trying to distract you, trying to detour you. And so we, we have to recognize that if we're going to build a relationship with Jesus. And so just like you were saying all that, Gwen, about building a house, I mean, there you have to watch when you're building a house. You have to watch for, oh, this wall does not go here. Like they just... They put something here. What is this? Like yeah. this needs to be taken down and redone. This is not correct. Like you have to pay attention um, when, especially for having something custom built, right? And so things have to be, you know. And so we have to keep watch as we're building a relationship with Jesus because Satan is going to do his best to prevent it. And I think sometimes we're fooled by that and we're going. Oh, I just don't get it. I just don't know how. But really, it's just Satan feeding you a bunch of lies and getting you stuck in it. Like, you know, like when I think we start claiming things like, I don't understand the Bible. Okay, well, that's really not true. Maybe you don't understand everything, but if you start reading it, you're going to understand a lot of things. You know, and and you can... And I think your our understanding of it can go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and deeper still, right? But if we just in the very beginning start claiming, I don't understand it, that's just Satan feeding you a lie that you're going to cling to and it's going to cause you to stop reading the Bible. That's just an attack. And so you have to go, okay, if Kim Ball can understand the Bible, if Pam Pegram can understand the Bible, if Gwen Neal can understand God's Word, then I can read God's Word too. Right. And and so we we have to just be aware of that. Yeah. I love let's go back to the foundation, because I love for us to like where we have to figure out the foundation. It took me back as I was building my house. You know, of course, we went and took pictures of the land once it was cleared and then the land with the foundation on it. And then as they were putting up the sides and the wood and framing it. Right. And I just it God took me back to that picture that and I wasn't very long ago that I went back and looked at that and thought wow um, look what God has done but that foundation I believe comes with recognizing that that my relationship with God is the single most important thing in my life that foundation has to be there that that he is that God didn't just give me life but that he is my life that God did not just give me life, but that he is my life. And I think that has to be starting at the foundation. Like if that foundation will start to have cracks in it, it will start to, to, um, to be unsettled and unstable from the very get-go if we don't have that at our foundation. That is at the foundation of the relationship building is that God, you, this life that I'm living, whether you're living it for yourself or for other people, you have to come back right now 
right so where you are. I think are. that's so good, Kim, because I think, especially so many of us who are moms, like for so long, my kids were my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I just like adored them. Absolutely. I still adore them. I still do too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I can remember like they were my everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything was around them and their activities and watching them and, and encouraging them to do good and pushing them and trying to make them do right and, you know, all those things. And so they became my life and it was not what it should be. You know, that God was not my life. Uh, my children were. And so to think through what is your life? What is happening? Y'all should, y'all should be with us yeah. <laughs> right now. You never know what's going to happen in the middle of a podcast. A spider but just dropped down you, from the ceiling and Gwen killed it. Thank you, Gwen. Yes. <laughs> Flee Satan it from this the, podcast. It was, yes, it was the enemy coming to get us. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, Gwen took care of it. And thank you, Lord. You always take care of our every need. Yes. So, yes. Um, so anyway, yeah. I mean, I think that that is a single more point. And I, I think if for me personally, back in 2020, and I, we've mentioned this several times, God identified that that I had a trust issue with him or that I didn't fully trust him. And so I had to go back to my foundation. Do I love him enough to trust him? The foundation is, is my life, my, you know, is God the most single, most important thing in my life? Well, yes, then he is worthy to be trusted with everything, even if it doesn't turn out the way that I thought that it should or that I envisioned it should. And so he took me on at least a three-year trust journey. I feel like that he's showing me things of where now I am healed from not trusting him fully. Now he's showing me things like about trust. And now I'm on another journey of hearing from him and taking time to hear from him. And now I'm asking myself is is my relationship with God the single most important thing in my life that I'm going to trust him to give me the time to hear from him? So going back to my foundation, this is the building blocks, the foundation. If he is my life, then I'm going to give him the time. I'm going to turn down and he's been really letting me learn that quietness is okay. You know, the quietness is just everything in my life. And um, Psalm 37, 7 says, quiet your heart in his presence and wait patiently for Yahweh. You know, the root word for wait is to whirl or to be in labor or to give birth. So it's an unusual concept for waiting for God. But when we are building our relationship with him, sometimes he requires us to wait on him and in the waiting is when he does the biggest labor pains the giving birth to something new and so sometimes you know and here i go back to it's not all about me but a waiting on an answer for something that we've been praying for many and many years and it just caused me to go back to the foundation god you are my life in this waiting Show me how you're teaching me. Show me how, um, you know, how these circumstances I'm in. Because the whirlwind of our circumstances may be our season to new birth. 
the whirlwind of what we're going through may be the 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 waiting on the greater thing. Um, and I think that everything else just hinges on whatever our love relationship is with him. And so this is why I, we think it's so important, the three of us, and talking about our love relationship with him and building this love relationship with him. And sometimes when we get to those places where we don't hear from him or we feel like it's plateaued or, and how do we build? Keep on building, girls. Keep on building. Keep on endurance, perseverance, right? Keep on building even when you don't feel him or hear from him keep on building hey ladies are you as excited as i am that engage for more has partnered with life beads jewelry life beads exists to share the gospel of jesus and make disciples among the atoli women at abana's hope in northern uganda purchasing this beautiful handmade and affordable jewelry gives these ladies a way to have sustainable income receive education and be in a program where they hear the gospel by purchasing this jewelry, you are helping us share the gospel with the other side of the world. You've got to see this jewelry. The best part is that each piece comes with the name and face of the lady who created it. Keep the tag so you will be reminded to pray over her and her family. Visit EngageForMore.com and click the Life Beads tab to shop and email your order to the Engage For More team. That's so good. I love that. I love all of that. And, I, you know, I think, too, that I think one thing that we get tripped up on is confessing our sin. Um, I think that is a deterrent in us building a relationship with the Lord because we don't like to think about our sin. We don't want to even know, but we can see everybody else's without any problem. And so we would rather focus on their sin and not our sin. But before we can even be a Christian, we have to recognize that we or a sinner <laughs> in need of a savior, right? And so we have to come to him and confess that to him and we receive his grace. And then uh, there's a scripture, I wish I, I could tell you right now what it is. I don't know right now, but it talks about that. Um, you know, when when we receive Jesus as our savior, we it's like taking a bath. You know, we're washed clean, right? Yes. But then as we live our life, we have to continue to wash our feet. Our feet get dirty and they have, and Jesus is who washes our feet, right? It is his grace that washes our feet as we're out, you know, living this life and sinning. And so we have to be willing to continue to confess our sin. So yesterday at church, um, our pastor, Nate, was preaching and he was talking about um, the sinful woman who came, you know, Jesus would, was eating at the Pharisee's house and Jesus was there eating and she came and she was crying. Her tears fell on his feet and then she washed his feet with her hair. You know, talking about, so he, yeah. So he was just talking about that and telling about that. But he, he said a statement that was just like, wow, to me. And I think this really plays into our relationship. <clears throat> but what he said is it is the, the, person that recognizes the depth of their sin that can realize the depth of God's love for for me for you personally and so you know I think that's so true I think if we don't recognize that we deserve hell like right now how I'm you know live my life 
even though I'm podcasting and, and sharing for the Lord, even though I stand on a stage and speak on his behalf, even though I'm leading Bible study, even though we're conducting the circle, I still deserve hell. I am still, you know, a sinner who has no way to be good enough to stand before this holy God and that it is my sin that Jesus carried to the cross and that I am not worthy of entering into his presence because he is holy, right? And so we have to recognize the depth of our sin. That brought back to mind, and I know y'all have heard me tell on this podcast before, if you've been listening very, you know, very long about the time I was able to set at dinner with gang members who had accepted Jesus as their savior. And they were so overwhelmed with gratitude that it convicted me that I don't know that I'm that thankful for my salvation like they are, you know, but they understood the depth of their sin better than I understood the depth of my sin. And so they, therefore they understood the depth of God's love to a deeper level than I was understanding the depth of God's love. And so the more that we understand the depth of our sin, I think that that propels us forward in our relationship with the Lord. But for many years, for many, many years, I lived like, well, at least I don't do that. Uh Well, I mean, I know I sin, but at least I don't. You know, and I would, right? Which was a sin in itself, judging everybody else, but not judging me. And, And, you know, we had had a a speaker at one of our gather events who said she had been in a situation where her her husband had committed the sin and the the whole, the whole nation knew it. Right. I mean, it was, it was, and and she said that in that moment, God said, what about your sin? What about your sin? And so I thought that was so powerful. I think that's our, that's like step number one. (laughs) If you want to grow your relationship with Jesus is that we have to recognize our sin and allow the Lord to shine a light on that so that we can continue to lay down less of me, more of him. Right. So less of me. Oh, gosh, I'm gossiping. Oh, Lord, please forgive me for gossiping. Help me to stop gossiping. Oh, I just told a little white lie. It was just a little one, Lord. But oh, man. I just lied. God, I didn't even have to say that, Lord. Please forgive me. Why did I? I could have just been quiet. Lord, please forgive me. Help me to be honest. Help me to have integrity. Help me to not lie about anything. Help me honor you and my words. Oh, man, I am speeding like a crazy person. I am breaking the law. Therefore, I am sinning against you, Lord, because you tell me to submit to authority. And I'm not. I'm thinking I can go how fast I want to go. (laughs) Please forgive me for doing that. Help me. Help me to obey the authorities that are in my life. I mean, you know, whatever it is, like we have to confess it and be open to that. I think that's really. Yeah, I think that's part of 101. That's so good. I think, too, for me, another way to um, to to realize um, my relationship with God is that he is I look around for him to work. How is he working in my life? Not just like all the things, the great things, you know, all the, you know, of course he is, he's given me more blessings than I can imagine. But even in, you know, in the loss 
you know, maybe it's the loss of a job or the loss of a family member, but that he is allowing me to know him as a comforter in those things. Like he is allowing me to know him as God, the comforter, like, and just think back to the things that you may have grown up or maybe even now thinking who God is, maybe that you think he's harsh or that you think that he is a corrector or is he uh, a tormentor, you know, like all of these things that Satan would have us think that God is, but really what God's allowing us to experience as we go throughout life. If you just think, I just don't even know how he's working in my life right now. Stop and look around at your life and be intentional to see he's allowing us to know him on a deeper level through the good and the tough times. And so that we know him as our hope, like Psalm 71, five tells us he is our hope. He is our guide. Like Psalms 48, 14 tells us he is our life. Like Colossians 3, 4 tells us he is our help, like Psalms 33, 20 tells us. And so as we're looking at he, how he is working in our life, um, then we can go back to the word and we can really know who he is to us. Is he our hope or is the world our hope or is our next, um, you know, next raise that we're going to get? At, at our job, our hope, right? And so we have to know who our hope is. We have to look for how he's working in our life to know who he is. God is our provider. Um, I love it in Psalms 42 where it says, here I am, God, I am depressed and I am downcast. <laughs> My deep need calls out to your deep kindness of your love. So if you're depressed today and you don't know how God is in all that, he is not causing your depression, but in your depression, he is your provider. He is your help. He is. So I'm just trying to give you examples of how you can look at what's going on in your life. And even when David says, I'm depressed, I'm downcast, then what does that show us? that out of his deep love, he is our healer, our provider of what we need to bring us in better relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so um, just like we began relationship building 101, it's a gradual build. It's not an overnight um, relationship that's going to be established just perfectly sound. There are going to be some times during your building of this relationship with Jesus that you're going to get a straight A's, that you're going to understand the precepts. You're going to know exactly what the assignment is. You're going to have all the tools to make a 100 on that particular task. And then there will be challenges that come in 
um, you, like word problems, right? <laughs> right. That you've got to analyze. You've got to yes. pick them apart and get one section at a time and build on that in order to come up with the um, the correct solution. And no, with word problems, there is more than one way yes. <laughs> to solve the problem. So just because your mom worked that same kind of problem and she did it one way, don't expect for your solution to come from the same methods that she used. That's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He empowers each of us with exactly the tools we need for our own life and relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So be prepared to be in it for the long haul, for gradual growth that sustainable and built on firm foundations um, that will stand the test of life and time. I love that. I think that's why we say we practice our faith. Mm -hmm. We're practicing. We're just, the more you do it, the more you learn how to do it. And the more it becomes a part of who you are. That's so strong, Gwen. Thank you. Yeah. Yay, Jesus. Yeah, let's just end today with just one last thing is if your love relationship, if your relationship with God is not in order, then nothing else will be. That's right. Every All things will be in disarray. You may not know what's causing disarray, but your love relationship, building that love relationship must be in order. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to leave you with that today. Mm-hmm. And be sure and join us yes. for our next episode where we're going to take you deeper on how to grow that love relationship. See you soon. Hi, friends. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you. We love hearing from listeners who have been inspired to go deeper in their relationship with Jesus. But we've also heard from listeners who need help with the how-tos of engaging Jesus. We have heard from listeners who have lost their passion for their Savior and want it back. And we have heard from those of you who cannot figure out how to connect the dots and step into more with Jesus. We want you to know the Engage for More team is here to help. If you are ready for more, The Circle is for you. This is not another Bible study. The Circle is a mentorship program designed to help you not just know what God's Word says, but to know how to apply it in your everyday life, your relationships, your work life, your struggles, your parenting, and even your to-do list. The Engage for More team will come alongside you with instruction, resources, accountability, and detailed steps to move you forward. No more frustration, no more confusion. You can gain clarity, experience breakthrough, and move forward into the more Jesus has for you. This is what you've been looking for. Learn more about the Circle Mentorship Program at engageformore.com. Click Join the Circle.